When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Silo by Story Archives, the official number one silo podcast in the world. I am your host, Mario Busto, alongside Zachary Newton, your other host. Welcome back. Zach, we are officially back with our second official mailbag episode for Silo, and the audience didn't disappoint. I think we have more emails after episode nine than we did after episode eight. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, I'm definitely hyped up for the season finale. I'm a little sad in that it's the final already, but I'm very excited. There's a lot of theories, a lot of interests, a lot of WTF moments. So, Yeah, a lot of questions answered and a lot more questions asked. But oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that the audience out there is also just as excited as we are for the season finale. This Friday, or if you know the life hack by now, they do release it on Thursday nights and you can look out for our instant reaction that we post shortly after that. Uh, Speaking of the finale, we want to thank you all for joining us in making this the number one silo podcast in the world. The way that this show has been received and the ratings it's been getting, the listens, uh, the audience growth that we have seen over the last two months is solely thanks to you guys out there. We do our best to provide you the entertaining content and we, we're just glad you enjoy it because it's an honor for us to get these emails and to see uh, the listeners out there because as I've mentioned in several uh, episodes before, we are an independently owned podcast network. We're not owned by one of the big guys out there. Uh, and so all of your listens, all of your reviews and, and comments really help us get found in the algorithm. And with that being said, I'd like to kind of put a call to action out there. If you've joined us and you've enjoyed this silo series, Join us for our foundation series. We've been dropping a Wednesday, a midweek little uh, a little snack, a little appetizer for our silo show where we've been commentating on season one of the foundation because we're gearing up. That's Apple's biggest budget show, if I had to guess. And it's premiering their season two uh, episode, um, their season two premiere on July 14th. So oh, yeah. help us join us on that journey and help us become the number one foundation podcast in in the world because I think we are above Apple TV on, on the rankings for foundation at this point, are we? If we're not, I think we're pretty darn close. So I'd love to carry this momentum to all of the shows that we yeah. do cover. That would be awesome. Yeah. It would help us greatly. And like uh, I mentioned before, like, subscribe, hit us with a five-star rating and a little review. We love reading those reviews. And um, we even laugh at the negative ones out there. So whatever, whatever you got. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into it a little more housekeeping. Like I mentioned, You can look forward to our Foundation Season 1 coverage. We're going to be doing Episode 6 this week, and then we go into Overdrive where we're going to start doing two episodes a week so we can catch up for Season 2. We're also going to be dropping a trailer breakdown for Season 2 of Foundation pretty soon, and we are going to be doing Black Mirror Season 6, Episode 2, an instant reaction this week at some point. Bear with us. Uh, We are doing another uh, sprint where we're recording pretty much five or six days a week to, to get up to speed on everything, but... I just started episode two of season six of Ooh, Black Mirror. Yeah. And that shit is good. I like, know. It is good. Okay. It is it really is good. Very good. And 
Like, I almost wanted to tell you, hey, man, can we pot a little bit later tonight? Because I'm 34 minutes in. I just left it. Like, at the, uh, like right in the when it's getting good. But I had a feeling you yeah. would like the second episode more than the yeah. first. I did just recently finish it. It is great. I'm going to save it for the instant reaction, though. Yeah. Yeah. His girl, the girlfriend in this thing, she's, I mean, she's kind of, she's a character. Like, the way she's going about it. I, kn- I knew exactly where this where the episode was going. But all right. Enough of the rabbit hole. Thank you for bearing with me there as I did a little bit of the sweeping and vacuuming around the podcast network offices here. Yeah. So, let's get into it. First email from Amanda in Sydney, Australia. Cool. All right. I don't remember if we mentioned Amanda's on our Friday instant reaction, but... I don't think so. I don't think so either, but it was such a good email that... We'll read it we again, did, even if we we'll did. We'll read it again. All right. Hi, Mario and Zachary. I'm loving the TV show and your podcast. I am not a book reader. Thank God, because honestly, I'm a little scared sometimes <laughs> of the book readers who email us. I know. So, and I, just, so I, I. just I just never know if we're going to get a spoiler in there, and it's kind of nerve-wracking. But I'm like, I want to read it, but then I'm like, but, but what if it is a spoiler? Yeah, yeah. Amanda's done the same thing I've done, which I mean, I've failed. My commission was to read Wool before the series. Yeah, you weren't uh, going to be the book reader. <laughs> well, I was supposed to be the book reader, but Amanda's doing what I'm possibly going to do, which is uh, she's going to read the book once the series is done. Listen, you've got one year to catch up on all the books, so I think you could do it. It took me like a year and a half to read Dune, not just because I stopped. I'm a book I'm just a, what do you call that? Like somebody who buys a A million books and doesn't finish. Dude, I got a million books. It's crazy. Uh, Although they say that's the way you should read. Anyways. I've heard that. Go for it. Continuing. I really don't know exactly what is going on, but that makes this show so great. One thing I am sure of though, parentheses maybe, I guess not, the writers are trying to make us think that the outside is really lush and green, but I actually think the evidence suggests otherwise. If you look at the vision of the green outside, in quotes, green, yeah, from when Holston went outside, episode two, and in the Jane Carmody cleaning video, parentheses, shown clearly in episode nine and the reflection in Allison's glasses in episode one, they are the same. Okay, we've had emailers say yeah, this. Yeah. Same birds, same clouds. We don't see any more of what Holston is seeing after he removes his helmet, but he can see Allison as he moves to where her body is and holds her hand just as he is dying. According to the screens, Amanda, in the (laughs) green view, there were no bodies, so how would he know where her hand is? So I think the green is the lie that is only shown to people via their helmet visor when they go outside. I don't know why, maybe to make sure they clean, and I also don't know why we saw a flicker of the green view when the generator was restarting. I can't tie that neatly into my theory. Really looking forward to seeing what happens in episode 10. But I think we will only get a teaser of the truth and we'll need to wait for season two. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Amanda. I like this email. I like where it's going. And I must say, I, I have kept tabs on some of the emails coming in. And there's there's a common theme in, uh, <laughs> you know, in them that I'm seeing. And I, I appreciate it. So thank you. If there's anything I've learned in my many years of wisdom on this planet is that <laughs> a lot of people may think something, Zach, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that it is true. So I, I your agree. Bet, but if although, I'm going to be wrong, I don't want to be wrong alone. So well, listen, I'm way. just saying, don't be so cocky about getting that bottle of whiskey with that bet. I, if you haven't listened, we have some wagers that we do at the start of every show where we usually uh, bet like a bottle of whiskey or something equivalent on wagers of predictions in a show. And Zach's prediction is that the helmet is a VR visor showing the people what they want them to see. Mm -hmm. My guess is that they're seeing what they're seeing and they're being killed by their suit. That's my thoughts. But on to the next one, a little quick one uh, from Precious. 
Just wanted to thank you for sharing your thoughts. And Precious has been messaging us quite a bit uh, with positive feedback. We're glad you're getting into wool. I know that you got into it with, uh, with us on our Last of Us series. If you didn't know that, listeners out there, we actually did a commentary on season one of Last of Us on HBO. And that's how Precious got into the show. And then she watched my beef solo review of season one of beef on netflix which is good i did listen to your review i like it thank you makes me want to watch it hey i I loved it personally but um beef not my my podcast but (laughs) necessarily uh precious is now hooked on silo and she's actually picking up the books so i think she actually said that she read them so years ago but precious doesn't remember anything so okay next email from mike Mario, Zach, still loving the pod. It's a fantastic companion to the show. About Mario's comment that I might be pulling your leg, I'm feeling attacked. I'm definitely (laughs) not. I'm really enjoying you both talking about this story and what your guesses are as to what's really going on. I really enjoy being present for someone experiencing a story I love for the first time, and that's why I'm not spoiling anything. It would ruin both your fun and mine. Okay, so Mike is the expert, the subject matter expert. He is a book reader, but he has sworn to not drop any spoilers, and I trust Mike. Like I appreciate that. Yeah. I noticed something that I find very interesting at 59 seconds in the recap. 59 seconds or 59 minutes? Oh, recap. Okay, so 59 seconds. Yeah. I find very interesting at 59 seconds in the recap in episode nine. There's a close-up of the notes that Allison took when she was trying to break... Yeah, I saw this too. When she was trying to break into the hard disk drive way back in the first episode. If you look closely, you can see all of the ideas that she had that didn't work. I counted at least 10 separate appearances of the number 18. There's the word poison spelled P-O-1-8-O-N. Poison 18, 18 poison, files 18, history with a one and an eight for the I and the S, history. The number 18 with the word 18 next to it. Tree 18, 1811. Another one in the center of the page I can't make out. And down in the lower left, there's 10010. That one's 18 in binary. I'll put an explainer at the bottom if you're not familiar with binary. That also shows that Allison isn't just a help desk tech, but that she knows quite a bit about computers and even how software functions. In light of all 18 Mario and Zach talked about, including Zach's hypothesis that this is one of the one of at least 18 silos, this detail is making me think about what happened up to this point a little differently. Because this was in the first episode, before any of the audience learned about what's actually going on in the story. So why did Allison try to so many things that included the number 18. Is it because she worked in IT, which we're learning has a lot more going on than it looked like at the beginning of the season? She also wrote Big Effing Mystery and Before Times, and Before Times, Friends, Secrets, History, and The Pact. Hmm. So if she, she didn't know about the birth control implants when she was doing this, why does she feel like she should try so many things that involve that specific number? Had she just been in an IT and heard little things here and there related to 18? Was it a subconscious thing or something else entirely? I just noticed this and I'm dying to know what you think it might mean. I don't see much in the way of coincidences in this series, so I doubt it's something as simple as 18 is her favorite number. Keep up the great podcast. I'm also enjoying your foundation episodes because that's another show that I love. Thanks. Mike, the book reader. Okay. Uh, And a little binary breakdown. And I kind of want to tackle this one first because he mentioned something about nothing in this series being a coincidence. Okay. P.S. Here's the binary breakdown. Computers count in only ones and zeros. So to count to two, a computer thinks about it as one zero. Typically, each unit of data is a byte that's made up of eight bits that are often represented like zero, a lot of zeros. You can count up by adding from right to left. 
The last or eighth digit is ones, the second to last is twos, the third to last is fours, the fourth last is eights, the fifth last is sixteens, the sixth last is thirty <laughs> seconds. Okay, I'm going to lose the, the listener. Mario didn't know what he was getting into with this binary Zach, breakdown. put this full binary breakdown in the description. I'm learning that our audience listeners are, are far more intelligent than I am when it comes to anything. <laughs> We've had a couple here. of engineers. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a trend, but this is pretty impressive and mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't translate well over audio, but I think in the description, we should put yes, it in there. Definitely. Okay. Um, okay. He also put on the bottom, hopefully this helps you both understand why I find all of this to be actually pretty significant. And if you haven't figured me out, I'm an IT professional, but not evil like Bernard is. Okay. Good, good to know. Good I'm to know happy. That. I'm happy you're not as evil as Bernard. Yeah. Uh, also, don't take Bernard's method of uh, talking or interrogating uh, fellow employees. Zach tried that last weekend or this weekend. Yeah, it didn't work really well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it a little bit. I agree with you, Mike. I think the one thing that this show has really enjoyed doing is putting the answers right in front of our face, yeah. but not allowing us to actually see it. And so it's just like pulling the wool from our eyes little by little. See hey, the, the book, the man. Yeah, like well, I like I it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I think that the show's been doing that the whole time. Even the title sequence, like where you see the peach dropping and then mm -hmm. you see the trees sprouting and then you see the the mushroom cloud on top of the trees as the foliage. It's a the lot tree. of symbolism, yeah. Yeah, I think all of that's there. Now, to your point about Allison, could it be that, remember, we learn a little bit about George Wilkins in episode nine and that he has been at this mystery for a while and now mm -hmm. he's friends with the, the redhead hacker, Danny, uh, who is by all intents and purposes, a very intelligent guy in the silo who also works in IT. Yeah. Uh, George, who's there as well. And they were both working at trying to break this hard disk drive. And could it be that they were exchanging information and they knew something about the number 18 and its significance? And maybe George filled Allison in on that? That's that's probably my take as how she would know about that. Zach, what do you think? Well, I don't want to poo-poo on, on this here because, I mean, it totally could be more than what I think it is. But I, I want to just reiterate that the number 18 is printed on the hard drive, right? So it could this have been- This is true. This is yeah, true. It Great could have point. been something that, that she just saw on the hard drive, saw with George on the hard drive, and, and therefore, you know, we got a whole bunch of these different ideas. Now, as, as to where poison came from, I don't know. Maybe they also believe that either they're being poisoned or that outside is poisonous. Maybe that's the case. I could see before times just being the fact that this is a relic from the before times. Like, so, like, I kind of get it. It could totally be more, but that would be my, my guess here. Yeah, I, I, but I do think they do a very solid job of, it's very hard to poke holes at what's going on in yeah. the show in terms of stuff like that. But yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike. On to the next email from Lisa in Kentucky, I'm going to presume. KY? That should be, yeah. All right. Greetings. Grateful for the Silo podcast and to join with others who also can't seem to stop thinking and theorizing on Silo. Another listener mentioned the peach of the opening sequence could represent Georgia. Totally agree. Great thought. I have always seen the falling peach as a representation of the forbidden fruit to acquire knowledge and be ousted from the garden where all had been provided for man. With the rebellion crushed at 666, are there more biblical themes hidden here? Also curious how the DNA looking double helix of the opening plays into the story. Is the syndrome a result of too small of a gene pool? Hmm. I forgot about the whole, uh, you know, biblical themes that we got earlier on in the season. I'm 
I'm kind of curious to see if I catch anything else on uh, on the next episode. But what you, what is your thoughts on this? Uh, we did get a lot of biblical themes when we had Mayor John's speech, I think in episode yeah. one or two, I think it was one, mm-hmm. where she talks about the certain times and they mark, uh, it was like the sixth sixth hour, hour of the sixth of the... minute on the sixth day. Something like and that, yeah. It's, and the biblical themes there really were, you know, 666 represents like the Antichrist in in the Bible, if you're familiar with the, the Bible at all out there. And... Um, that would represent the Antichrist, who's like the incarnate of, of the devil in a way, uh, depending on what your, you know, what your interpretations of the scripture are and who that person is, or some people believe that this figure has yet to come. I'm kind of in the, in the former, but um, won't go into a rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> but that would represent somebody who's what they describe Satan as, is the deceiver in the Bible. So if you go 666, right, you're using that time that marked your freedom. So you're basing the hour and the day and the minute that you earned your freedom on a very specific historical number, mm-hmm. you know, and the most popular book ever, that clearly points to lies, right? Yeah. So, if it's pointing to deception right off the bat, you, something's off. Like, in your mind, you're already kind of thinking, like, your intuition is saying, you know, red flag, red this flag, you know. Yeah, there's all know, the red flags. <laughs> we, we live above the silo. We, we've heard this number, even if you don't believe it or not, like you know what it's supposed to represent in, yeah. in the scripture. So, uh, that was always the red flag. And I think that was why we always knew that it was BS, that the rebels were the bad guys. Mm-hmm. It was the ones who created this history, who are the ones who are suppressing the information, aka the Bernards. And Sims, uh, the verdict is still out on Sims. I don't, mm, I'm kind of going over to the Sims side here. Um, yeah, but, um, I'm a little, you know, 50-50 on him after this last episode. You're dubious on Sims. Yeah, but, a uh, bit. Yeah, I, I don't see why there wouldn't be more more themes out there. We'll, we'll see what goes on, but mm-hmm. I haven't noticed any others since since that episode. Nothing but maybe that some, prominent. Yeah, maybe someone else out there can uh, figure that one out. But I agree on the peach in the opening sequence as well. I thought that was a great... Um, catch by one of the listeners out there. And as far as the DNA double helix in the opening title sequence being a result of a small gene pool and that causing the syndrome, I don't really think, but, but Zach, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, 10,000 people is much smaller than I guess what we're used to in today's society, but it's still a pretty decent size. So I don't know if they would be having that many issues from a smaller gene pool. I, I assume it's, it's totally possible, but I am not an expert in that field. So I'm not going to speculate too much there. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you, Lisa. We will move on to the next. I have to ask as a, as a side note, not to go down a rabbit hole. Are you in the belief of, uh, of Nero? Is that your? That's eh, for a different pod. Okay. Okay. On to the next email. Jerob. Thank you, Jerob. Hey, guys. Looking forward to the deep dive. Do we know what these symbols are? I'll be honest. I haven't been paying attention too closely to logos and symbols, but was watching a recap of it on YouTube, and for some reason, it caught my eye on Bernard's lapel. Could it be just a mayor symbol, or was I thinking maybe something to do with whomever is in charge of overseeing all the silos? Anyway, I attached a pic of it and then one on the doctor's jacket. They're similar, but not the same. So I thought maybe it might be a medical specific symbol. All right, cool. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jerob. Yeah, this is a fantastic catch. And he actually drops the images in of the lapels. And they are similar, 
but they are also different. You know, you have Bernard's lapel has like, it looks almost like a compass. It actually looks like a clock, really. It's yeah, pretty much like a, a clock in a way. And then the doctors almost looks a bit like a snowflake, but they all are very like silo-esque in the design yeah, of what's very, going very on Yeah, very small and round. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what to make of the pins just yet. I've noticed them as well, but I haven't been able to tie it into any other imagery that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Detail from the book. Maybe a book reader could add some insight into whether these symbols on their lapels uh, are specific to a book without giving us spoilers. But I think it could be just a costume design type decision i don't so far i don't think it lends itself to anything but Hmm. then again we only really know that bernard has all the information that he has we don't know if there's another bernard level guy in the silo yeah because he bernard i feel knows some things that maybe even sim does sims doesn't know oh i definitely think so this whole silo feels like the opening of dark knight where like one bank robber knows just a little bit more than the next and then they (laughs) off the guy i was sent to kill you (laughs) yeah yeah wait 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 yeah Uh. That whole thing. But all right. Thank you, Jerob. On to the uh, we get another one here? Okay, no. On to the next one. Oh, from Dan. Okay. Dan emailed us earlier in the season about the uh the number of cops that there should be in the <laughs> silo. Uh, well, Dan, after everything we saw in season one, with a whole different just secret army. That yeah. is not behooved. What is it? Beholden, not behooved. <laughs> beholden to any power or authority in the silo. Yeah. Don't you think my thousand cop idea, they could have overran these judicial thugs. Well, you are assuming that judicial wasn't the one with the thousand personnel No, force. it's going to the sheriff's office, pal. It's going to the sheriff's office. Well, but, then I'm going right. to take over the sheriff's office. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to the email. Hey, last episode actually confirmed that the visors are tampered with VRAR rather Ouch. than the display in the cafeteria. If you look at the Holston cleaning at 7 minutes and 45 seconds in episode 2, you'll notice that the formation of birds that appear is exactly the same as the birds visible in the cleaning at the end of episode 9. The probability that this is coincidental is zero. Damn it. <laughs> the only <laughs> remaining option, those, those in the cleaning suits are being fooled. Zachary, you were right all along. Congrats, Mario. I know this is tough for you to hear. <laughs> Stay strong. Dan. I love you, man. This is great, great stuff. I must agree. I think we are on the right track. Dan, I'm going down with this ship like Jack Sparrow <laughs> at the start of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Mario can't just, switch sides at this point. I'm I'm holding on to the to the mast <laughs> and I'm literally walking on to to the pier and everyone's going to be like great underdog story I'm, I'm creating here yeah okay look about these birds Zach you talk about it you're the Mr. VR AR, AR guy here why are these birds why does everyone keep thinking these birds are a loop 
It's because it's the same birds and the same patterns. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have this nice V shape coming out of the same position from this tree at the same time. Like, what are the coincidences that every time somebody walks outside to clean or sees this, vi- like, it's the same exact timing pattern. The birds are off in the same position. They're headed the same direction. It's too much of a coincidence for it to I guess be a coincidence. <laughs> um, yeah. It's got to actually mean something, in my opinion. So I I agree. I'm I'm happy to to see that if I am wrong, I'm not the only one that is is going to be wrong here. But I'm going to stick to my theory. I I think it's I think what? there's something that people see in the headset. Why? What is it about you that you don't want to just be wrong alone? Why is it that some you feel comfortable with other people being wrong with? No, you? it's just great because you know I I want to I want more people to rub it in that you might be wrong. <laughs> You're like the <laughs> raccoon in the Geico commercial that likes eating out of the trash can, and it's telling everybody, "Oh, hey, you got you got to try this. You got to try." This. See me like I'm just going down. Actually, to be fair, it's just that the people on your side of this theory they email far more frequently. Yeah, because because we're right. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's no doubt in their mind. They're like, I am going to write this email because there's no way that this is incorrect. You know what they say, pride comes before the fall. So yeah, let's, well, uh, let's wait till episode 10. And who knows, we may not even get an answer to this. I, you see, that, that's that how I think one. this season might end. I don't think we're going to know, unfortunately. So uh, and that, that might be something that'll push the bet back. But I'm hoping we find out. Okay. Next. Email from Joe. I don't know why this is, but I feel like I'm the only one who's seeing this. Oh, God. Another one about the birds. Oh, really? (sighs) Another one about the birds. Oh. (laughs) Every time we see the outside and it's lush with green grass and leaves on the trees, but there are no bodies on the ground. What there is is a formation of birds (laughs) in the sky migrating from the right to the left of the field. (laughs) So what? Every time we see it, there's two birds that are out of formation in the middle of the open V hanging behind. To me, to me, it clearly looks like the outside with the green grass and less trees with the leaves is recording that place for everyone who leaves the silo in their helmet. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing that Holson's wife saw and Jane Carmody's video on the hard drive showed. What's yep. even weirder is that the outside helmet shows the person inside of the helmet. It shows their eyes. It shows their face. But when you look at them from the outside, so even though the person in the helmet is looking at the screen... The people outside the helmet are also looking at a screen. This is exactly the same tech in the new Apple Vision headset. So why were the people ru- running the silo want? Why would the people running the silo want the people leaving the silo to think it is so beautiful outside? Maybe the outside isn't isn't so desolate isn't desolate liquids on the view screens in the cafe, but also not green and lush like when people see when they leave the silo. Maybe whatever is outside is neither. Maybe it's completely different. Ah. Uh. I like the way that this this kind of wraps up. I mean, I, I definitely do think both are being fooled. Is he saying that the visor is replaying Jane's cleaning video in their in their head the entire time? Yes. Is that what you think? I think that there may be some version of it that is playing, right? Like I I could see this being a a digital. Sp- I mean, this is going to sound a little more out there, but like I mean, if you had like a uh, virtual reality sort of video that's playing, right? Like it's 360, I can turn around, I can move around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it. the same things are going to happen. I'm going to walk out and there's going to be birds that fly by and I'm going to go uh, go clean the sensor after that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be. It could just be walking around in a, in a virtual space. 
All right. Well, another one for you, Zach. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Next email <laughs> from Derek. Hey, guys. I was listening to the podcast today as I'm driving home. Okay, from vacation, it sounds like. And I heard you guys say you were confused as to why she let Julia go. She being okay. Sim's wife. Sim's wife. Okay. Juliet. She stated while she let her go, why she let her go to Sims during the show. She said that she let her go because she used to work for them and she was afraid they would come in and fire shots. And he said, I told them not to. See, I don't believe that personally as the excuse. Yeah, I think, I think there's something more. She said, when I was on the task force that happened, task force that happened, we had those orders and that wasn't always the case. We mentioned this. Sometimes shots were still fired. So she wasn't willing to allow them in the house with the kid there. That's why she let let them go because she knew they were going to come in guns blazing and regardless of what he said, could te- potentially kill her and her son. She didn't let them in her house because regardless, she knows what they do and she does not trust them. She used to work for them. She knows that letting them in their house could potentially lead to consequences or circumstances or situations that she doesn't approve of or know about. It's a trust issue. She's definitely or obviously knows about how the system works. Uh, I agree with you there that she knows mm-hmm. how the system works. And to be fair, she didn't know somebody was in her house, so it could have very well turned into a damn shootout in there. Yeah. And lastly, on my point before I throw it to you, Zach, those guys looked super sus to me. Like, just the way they were acting and the way they were talking, kind of, they almost looked like they had another type of agenda. Yeah, I I completely agree. That's what I thought when I first saw them as well. I was like, is is this going to take a left turn right now? But um, I... I still feel like there's something more there. Like, I, I feel like the whole, you know, well, I don't want them to come in and shoot. Like, it's a really great excuse, but I feel like the true reasoning is, is something a little deeper. And I, I just don't know what that is. Based on our opinions of Sim, uh, Sims after the episode here, you know, maybe there really is something else going on that we just haven't really seen yet. Maybe they are good and there's just stuff in the apartment that they don't want people to see. Good point. Next email from Anna. Anna. Juliet triggered the silo one that as soon as the... Okay. Juliet triggered the silo that as soon as the drive was plugged in, he had to call. That is a great thought process there. That I asked in the deep dive and the instant Mm -hmm. reaction, I said, why did this thing start blinking? And it could possibly be it started blinking because she plugged in drive 18, which they have an alert for. So she put, they are in silo 18. Also, the plan will most likely be Juliet will try to go for the door and they capture her. She goes out to clean and instead of cleaning, she walks over the hill and survives. What happened is that when she watched the Jane cleaning, I noticed the bird. Damn it! <laughs> I noticed the birds were identical for what Holson looked at, which means that it's stock footage and not real. What they see on the feed is correct next to the silo or inside the silo, I guess, on the screens. Yeah. They want people to clean because as soon as they backtrack for the camera, they don't have enough time to make it over the hill before dying. The mayor did poison Johns. The issue is that they didn't show us that. It, that it Bernard. would have been clear at that point that yeah. IT man is the bad guy. He filled their waters on the way back upstairs, and that's what killed her. Lucas is going to be an important character. I bet he will end up working with the bad guys and will then help Juliet once they reconnect. I have a feeling that the water in the below is a hologram, and as soon as she jumps, there's no water and there's a door. Judicial will catch her in episode 10 and will send her out. 
By her walking over the hill will cause an uproar and a spark for uprising, uprising and the blow will begin. Okay, this that is an elaborate <laughs> theories going on here from yeah. Anna. And I think a lot of them are, they hold weight. I think that they, a, a lot of these could happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts, Zach? I had the same thought when I watched this about maybe when Juliet plugs the drive-in, that's what sets off this signal, this alert or something like that. But I think we we were kind of looking at the timings on the deep dive and it didn't really seem to line up. So I don't know if if that's accurate or not. Plus this drive had kind of already been plugged in previously. So I don't know if, I mean, I I imagine if that were the case, we would have heard some alarm or or had some, something happen much sooner. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's an interesting idea about how the show might end. I do think that we are going to end with some element of Juliet going outside or being close to going outside. See, I personally don't believe that she's going to be sent outside in the next episode. I think that she makes it through the door and that's like the cliffhanger. Whether she gets arrested on the other side and whatever silo she's heading into or she finally meets an ally and has a moment to breathe in the show is to be determined. I also, of course, think that Lucas will be an important character, but I also mm-hmm. I do not think he will be a bad guy. I think he'll yeah, possibly have the same kind of scenario you're talking about, like a double agent, so to so to speak. Yeah. I thought and about that too. I was like, what would would he have been or could he have been the one that was helping by helping her by shutting off the cameras? I just don't see that being the case. I'm still trying to figure out who was the one turning off those cameras, but Let's get into the next email and the final one for this episode from Matteo in Australia. Hi guys, loving the silo recaps and awesome to see you get into foundation, which I loved last year. Okay, we're going to do a quick note on foundation here. Quick note with foundation. (laughs) I think you need to suspend your disbelief around psycho history a bit and you'll enjoy it more. Yes, it's claimed to be based on mathematics, but so are jump drives and replicators. If anything, the concept of psycho history Psychohistory shows the optimism of science fiction in the later 40s and early 50s, and the belief that science could propel us into a magical future where everything is possible, as opposed to what actually happened in the last 50 years where the most advanced science and maths helped create a billionaire ruling class and destroy the planet. (laughs) Solid. Yeah. Silo theory. I think Billings took the page of the beach slash ocean we saw. Okay, you're referencing the page he ripped from the Georgia Travel Guide before he burned it. By the way, uh, good note on Foundation. We have been ripping psychohistory quite a bit. It's been the, bu- the, the brunt episode. of our jokes. <laughs> uh, but if you want to know what he's talking about, tune in to Foundation on Wednesdays and you will know exactly what he's talking about. Okay, so you think that he took the page of the beach ocean. I also think looking at the image will cure his syndrome and that the syndrome is caused because we're not meant to be locked up away from nature. Hmm. Thanks so much for doing the show, Mateo. Thank you, Matteo, for the email. Thank you. What do you think? I, I I definitely don't think we're meant to be locked away from outside. I don't believe I can relate to that because there's oftentimes when, you know, I'm working from home and I'm like, I got to just go get some sunlight. Like I yeah. literally get antsy if I'm not outside mm-hmm. uh, because it's like you've just been working on the computer all day. You need that vitamin D, yeah. Exactly. And um, I, I do see that. And I do think it would be underwhelming if we find out that the page he took is the beach and ocean considering how many times we've seen that page. I think whatever page he took, we will see in episode 10. And my my theory is that it's going to be an advertisement for like securing a silo. 
you know, like buying, mm-hmm. you know, securing your spot in a silo for the nuclear, it's like something like out of fallout. I don't know, <laughs> something like that. That's my theory. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree it would be some sort of Easter eggy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, what page do you think he took? Because you also mentioned uh, the beach, I think. I just, I don't think it's a page we've seen. I, I think it's something we haven't seen. And that, that's kind of why I think you're right. Like it, it may be some sort of like, could be an advert for the site. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah. Also, I, I imagine not getting any vitamin D could potentially cause some some health issues. Maybe that's part of part of the syndrome. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe. Okay, well, that wraps. I think that's our last email, right, Zach? I do believe. Okay, well, that wraps the mailbag episode for Silo Season 1, Episode 9. And uh, we thank you all for tuning in. We love seeing these emails come in week to week because we love discussing this show and talking about all the theories that are possible. Zach, you're giving me the finger, not the middle finger, but you're giving me the index finger. Did you find <laughs> another email? There is one more email from Glenn Gore. I don't think we read this one that came in three Are you sure about that? that? I'm pretty positive I read that one on another episode. You think? Yeah. All right. Where is it? Where is it? It's down a little farther. We can read it anyways. All right. Last email from Glenn. My theory for the season ending cliffhanger is this. Juliet will go down to the lower level where the water is, swim and find the door the video told her about. Go through it and surface to find herself in another silo. That is when the episode will end. And my theory for the next season is that the silo Juliet finds herself in is also totally unaware that the first silo exists and is operating under a totally different regime. I think there are multiple silos, each unaware of the other's existence, even though they are right next to each other. What the reasoning is, I have no clue, but that is my theory. As to the cleaning video showing everything to be normal and green outside, the damn birds. There's the matter of the group of birds flying overhead, <laughs> just as they have in every other episode of someone going outside to clean. So I wonder if that scene is being generated inside the helmet somehow. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Glenn, thank you for the email. Uh, I agree with Glenn. I think there are multiple silos mm-hmm. and we will find out about those silos maybe in Hopefully. the finale. Yeah. yeah. All right. That wraps up this mailbag episode. Uh, we just covered episode nine, as I mentioned previously. Thank you for all the emails. If you want to write in an email or a theory, make sure to do so before we finish our silo coverage. Write it to contact at soapbox.house. You can find that email in our description if I did not say it clearly enough. Uh, other than that, housekeeping, tune into our foundation show on Wednesdays as we cover episode six this week. Our Black Mirror episode two, season six, instant reaction is coming as well. And um, thank you all once again for tuning in. We hope you enjoy these mailbags. Send us your comments, what you would like to see on this channel, maybe some other suggestions of content you would love to see us uh, cover. We are open to all suggestions and we look forward to the finale of Silo. This oh, yeah. Thursday night, if you know when to, when and where to look, depending <laughs> on where you are in the world, actually. And um, man, I'm excited. I am so excited. Same here, man. Well, thank you for listening to this mailbag episode for Silo by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. We are on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Network. You can take a look at some of the playlists we have there for the different shows that we've been covering. You can visit our website at soapbox.house, email us at contact at soapbox.house. And finally, there is a link in the description to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. So be sure to go check that out. Oh, yeah. Join the club, man. All right. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. 
Take care and send us your emails. Yeah, do it. Peace. Let's have another one of these episodes. Bye. Bye.